0: Listening to this episode of the Perfect Time and Podcast. I hope you go back and listen to the first half. Our boy Joe McGinnis, hopped onto the pod with Serge and I discussed NFL Week 18 as well as the college football championship. Make sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. This episode, we're gonna dive into some NFL topics as well as the playoff picture going into Super Wild Card Weekend. Hope you enjoy. <music> So we talk about week 18 following week 18. Of course, we had the national championship. We already mentioned that black Monday hit black Monday is dubbed for NFL teams and dubbed for NFL coaches for the time that players are not players that coaches and GMs, whoever is at fault during their job to get fired for their job. And boy, we had a bunch of them. We had one on Sunday come out about the Broncos firing Vic Fangio. That came out on Sunday during the games and everything, and I think I mentioned it on one of the, I think a few weeks ago, right, Serge? I think I mentioned it. Like, yeah, get another, get some young dude in there instead of Angio. He's he's gonna he's old. He's gonna be yeah. up there. He's gonna be yeah. out. So that came to fruition. He ended up getting fired on Sunday, and then Monday we had a number of coaches fired and GMs as well. I have the list right here. We got the. We can talk about each of them right after I say them, but I figured might as well get them all out of the way before discussing them. The Vikings, first of the one was the Vikings firing both their GM, Rick Spielman, and their head coach, Mike Zimmer. The Bears finally, finally firing Matt Nagy and also GM, Ryan Pace. Um, the Dolphins fired Brian Flores, but ended up keeping the GM, Chris Greer. We can discuss that in a second. The Giants... Dave Gettleman retired, <laughs> didn't get fired. He retired. He uh, decided to do that instead. And then Joe fired, ended up getting uh, Joe judge ended up getting fired today on Tuesday. And nobody from the lions other than the Anthony Lynn, the offensive coordinator was not brought back. So had a number of different situations, Joe Serge, either of you guys want to talk about any of the specific ones we can discuss all of them, uh, or discuss any, I'd like to
1: go in order. Yeah. Um, starting with, like, we, we talk about Vic Fangio, like, total bummer for him. Yeah. I think he's a good coach, great DC. I feel for guys who, again, no offense to our guy, Drew Locke, get put into like quote unquote win now teams. The Broncos roster is one of the better ones in the NFL, but then don't have the, the, that final piece in, like, the most important piece in the quarterback. And so, yeah, like it was time for him to go. Like whatever, it's three seasons of subpar, no fo- no playoff football. Cool, go be a DC somewhere else. Like, but yeah, it was time freshen it up there. I guess I'm sure he was probably sick of it. Um, I don't know if anybody else has more to add about Vic Fangio, but
2: I like him as a DC. Yeah, same. And maybe as a head coach, I would have. Before firing and letting him go, I probably would have approached him and been like, hey, we really like you. Um, would you be interested in letting go of Pat Shermer as your offensive coordinator? Because I, yep. just, I just don't think he's good at yep. his job. Um, yeah. Mm. And uh, we will go forward together and try and find like a guy to kind of get this thing going because they got the horses. Like they got them. There's no reason why Jerry Judy's only getting two targets a game, and all he's doing is running, going in motion every other play. Like what is? Like what are we doing? Like that's not what he does. So, yeah, yeah, just I hope they get a new coach that's like a offensive genius. You know, Allah it's like a young guy that doesn't care and willing to throw the ball 85 times a game and. You know, just let it rip to Javante and you know you let go of Melvin Gordon because they don't they don't need two running backs. Come on, let's let's be serious. Um but yeah, just get a new guy who's opposite minded coach and you know, get a quarterback, I guess, because it's unfortunate Drew Locke's not the guy, but uh yeah, just get a new guy in there and see what you can do.
1: You know, you know what's gonna stop is if they get Rogers or Russell Wilson this mm-hmm. offseason and they're nasty like that that's that's Steve Kerr replacing Mark Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> if are yeah. talking about it, like yep. uh, if I'm I'm gonna be like, "What the hell, guys!" Like, <laughs> guy win the yeah. um, and then I brought up too. Uh, I think in our group uh, talking about how well Jimmy Garoppolo played this year, and he that's played when there is a lot, like when there's really good structure around him. Mm-hmm. Three great receivers, four if KJ Hamler comes back healthy. Mm-hmm. Have the running backs, you have the tight end off seven tight ends. Yeah, the offensive line was a little weird this year, but like Garrett Bowles has still played at a high level before. Um Quinn Miners, Quinn Miners, like you got some pieces there, like class yep. I think that's it. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh Quistener.
1: Yeah, for the very Yeah, got a lot of good pieces. Um, so it you know, you swing, you know, you strike out on. Uh, Rodgers and Wilson, like I'm calling John Lynch being I mean, like, yo, 70 Jimmy Garoppolo, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. um, But yeah, it's the Broncos. It's Elway. He's not even the GM anymore, though, but whatever.
0: Yeah. it's It'll be interesting what they do. I think just I saw one thing about Eric Biennami possibly being there, and he's been in the talks of being the head coach, a head coach for the past. Three, four years, the different cycles and everything has never got that opportunity being the OC for the Chiefs. He, I didn't know this, he went to Colorado and in a tweet that I saw, it said Colorado legend. Yeah. Uh, like back there. Yeah. 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 So that'd be kind of cool to pair him back up into Denver and he can get a quarterback of some sorts and just ball out Here. for them next year. That'd be awesome to see. I, I think that's fun could, to watch.
1: I think that would be a good hire, uh, obviously, one, because like that dude should already have a job. Like, you know, all respect to Nick Sirianni and what he did in Philadelphia, but like the fact that you had Jalen Harris and he didn't hire somebody like Eric yeah. um, be like that creative with him was ridiculous, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we were talking about it. We already kind of ruled out I don't think Chicago is going to necessarily want to bring in another Andy Reid system guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say Denver would be a great fit for him.
0: Yep. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, staying in the NFC North between the Bears and Vikings can kind of toss it over even to the Bears too. just finally Justin Fields is free. I talked about it so many times this season. It's just Justin Fields had his best game when <laughs> Matt Nagy was not on the sidelines coaching him when he was not quote unquote quote unquote calling the plays. I never knew if he was or not. He said that he took, he gave him away the play calling responsibilities. And they got rid of their GM, Ryan Pace, too. I am excited to see what Justin Fields does now without both of them there to finally actually build a running game with David Montgomery, who's just a a monster in the run game. He will run over anybody and anything any day of the week. Um, And Justin Fields playing in a system that is maybe similar to Ohio State's system where he can just sling the ball when he needs to. Cause I still go back to that game in the college football playoff to the last year. That that was just one of the best single games that I have ever seen by a quarterback play. And I am still stuck on that in my head that he can be that quarterback in the NFL, but just having that naggy there and having Ryan pace just did not help him at all. Yeah. hundred
1: um, percent. But like, Talking about bringing in a cool offensive system, you could obviously bring in a, an OC. But I, I'm manifesting John Harbaugh to, to the Bears. Like, yep. that'd be that would be badass. So. Um, he will get those those dudes to play. It'll reflect the city. Um, I think Hunter Garrity was saying like, give him a hand in picking the GM or give him a hand in the roster. Like, I that that would be great. Mm-hmm.
0: He would fit the he would fit, he would bring the run the damn ball philosophy that he had at Michigan this year and has tried to implement the past few years, but Michigan showed it this year going to the college football playoff into Chicago, where he was a quarterback in the NFL, and just like you said, I'm, I I hope that will happen. That would be awesome for Chicago and Justin Fields.
1: <laughs> We've had success in the NFL too. Yeah, I
0: mean, absolutely.
1: Football, so yeah, bring yep. Harbaugh to Chicago.
0: Yep, that's right. Serge, any thoughts about that, or you want to move on to the Vikings?
1: Uh, We can go on to
2: the Vikings, but um, I think the big thing for Chicago is trying to get more out of Allen Robinson. This is like a loss (laughs) here for him because he just – Crazy. It was just so bad. (laughs) I don't know. But (laughs) dark one one bright spot. Yeah, he missed some games. He missed some games towards the end. I think he had COVID. At one point, yeah. At one point. But um, I think a big bright spot was Darnell Mooney. He mm-hmm. looks like is like a solid number two receiver. I think maybe like a low end number two, but mm-hmm. hey, I mean, still something. He's still still a player. But um, yep. yeah, they got they got some pieces. Mm-hmm. Got Some pieces. Mm-hmm.
0: Agreed. Yep. Vikings. Firing GM GM Rick Spielman and head coach Mike Zimmer. I think we all saw this coming. Zimmer, yeah. same thing with Fangio, man. Like he's – Fangio was there for less years, but Zimmer Zimmer's ran his course there, man. Like you have an offense with one of the best offensive players in the league in Justin Jefferson. You have one of the best running backs in the NFL in Dalvin Cook decent old line we talked about a few weeks ago at the beginning of the season having a strong old line running a zone system basically and just Kirk Cousins he's there he does a decent job
1: yeah he's good yeah I like him
0: yeah yeah defense has just especially last year but I feel like and I was even like starting to write notes for this year's draft it's like okay they have to draft cornerbacks Again, it's what the fifth year in a row that they have to draft more cornerbacks because either
1: got arrested, one of them got got kicked out of the league. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's bad. And
0: for the years that the defense was this, the calling card for the Vikings with their two unbelievable linebackers of Eric Kendricks, and I'm going blank on the other one right now, but Anthony Barr. Yeah, like that was their calling card. Haven't heard much from them on defense in so long. It's feel like it's mainly been offensively focused and they haven't. Done anything, it sucks. Sorry, Tony. they had, they had
2: some big like Daniel Hunter got hurt, yeah. Everson Griffin went crazy, yep. Um, a cornerback got arrested, yep. Uh, then they had another cornerback from the year before who was like a rookie, but he kind of like dropped yeah. off the face of the earth this past Cameron year. Dantzler. Yeah, Cameron Dantzler. yep. Um,
0: Harrison Smith Harris has, has been there. there, It's there, a beast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Those awesome. are consistent. Uh, who was it that balled out a few years ago? The other safety was Anthony Harris, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: Anthony Harris. Is they had Sendejo the year before. Or do they yep. have him now? No, they have. Colts
2: have Sendejo now. Colts have Sendejo. Yep. No.
0: Yeah,
1: it's well, like, just yeah. Go I ahead. think again with Fangio, like similar to Fangio, I, I think Zimmer is just like like cool. I'm like I think he's so glad he is out. The some of the shit he would say at his press conferences <laughs> this year, like, oh bad, not, like oh my god, he hated this team. Um, what do you say
2: about, the, about the, kellen bond
1: oh what he god
0: said. he's someone asked him what in they, they, yeah they <laughs> said they said what do you think about uh looking at kellen mon he's like see him every day of practice yeah. <laughs> that's all that needs to be said it's like that is one of the worst things you could say to build somebody's confidence that you just rat and he maybe not handpicked him but for a rookie quarterback who I think was pretty good at Texas A and M and won the Senior Bowl MVP, or uh, yeah, the Recy Senior Bowl MVP, pretty good quarterback in college and just destroys confidence like that. Like, yeah, yeah. oh man, brutal. So
1: I think yeah. you got to do so. Zimmer gone. I think Key he, uh, he can go be a, a great DC somewhere. Yep. Bring in somebody who over the next however many years Kirk Cousins has on his contract. Can get the most out of Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. And I mentioned it in the group. Lane Kiffin. Yep. The chatter on the internet is it's coming. The Twitter side. What,
2: well, what pick do 15. they have?
0: They have sixteen, I wanna say.
2: Would he would he do something like
0: no? Sorry. Uh drag, twelve. Like they have twelve. 12?
2: Would draft he draft? Matt quarter, yeah, would he draft like Matt Corral to be
1: his guy? Hundred percent. Probably. Yeah. Cor- he's <laughs> literally a quarterback the quarterback this year. Yeah, yeah. It would be wild. I think, and be like, insane. put injecting Lane Kiffin. You could. I would want to watch like a reality show of Lane <laughs> Kiffin, like living in Minnesota. Oh. It would be amazing. It would
0: be perfect. To- he
2: was. A, he was a, yeah. the Raiders co- head coach at one point, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, sounds right. Yeah,
2: Coach Demarcus Russell was that the year Demarcus Russell? It must be. Yeah, he he had
1: one short, unsuccessful stint in the NFL, and then he went back to college.
0: (laughs) For them, if imagine if they got hard knocks, and Lane Kiffin is just like you said, the reality TV just star. He's just oh my god.
1: Yeah, two years can't rookie head coaches. I don't think can be on hard knocks. That's That's right. That's right. That's right. I always forget different different parameters. So stupid.
0: So stupid. That would be insane to see that. So, with those NFC North teams, Vikings and the Bears, they fired both their
1: GMs and their head coaches. Staying. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Just last point. Bears, Vikings. Aaron Rodgers is about to leave the division. Make Maybe. the right choice.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. You you can make a choice that will help your team for the next ten years. Make the right choice. It's
0: yep. Hundred percent. They need to. <laughs>
1: Watch Jordan
2: Love just ball out next year. Watching
0: the throw like 45 seconds. Like, oh shit, where was this? Yeah. Oh my God. That would be insane. Absolutely wild. Um, I mentioned before just the Lions not bringing back Anthony Lynn staying in the NFC North. I think that's not too much of a move like we talked about. Dan Campbell is just so fun to watch. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring in somebody that's one of his guys, possibly from when he coached with the Saints or somebody that has a connection to him. Um, who knows? I'm excited to, uh, to see what they do just because they're a young, exciting team and that should be a good one to watch and see who they actually bring in as the OC to, to pr- kind of bring Jared Goff to life back a little bit. So that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, next one in regards to the staying in the NFC giants have Joe judge fired today and Dave Gettleman retired yesterday. So I would be I hope, in agreement that I did not think Joe Judge was gonna get fired yesterday after the whole Dave Gettleman retirement stuff came out. And then out of nowhere this afternoon, Joe Judge was fired. Didn't expect that after they apparently quote unquote had a meeting with the team yesterday. Don't know what could have happened between then. Um, Joe, I think you mentioned it where it's like being a former Patriots coach, you kind of always have to support them wherever their next endeavor is with Flores, which I'll talk to in a second. Um, you have to kind of support them, but And they've had like a decent defense the past few years, but I don't know, man, he's, he said some bad stuff in the media and he just has not been a, uh, a good coach. This, the past few games have been embarrassing.
1: You like, there's a difference between like, like emulating what Belichick does, like being, you know, kind of like too hard on your players and like demanding a lot. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But, and then there's also the line of like, actually caring for your players and like, that is where people like Patricia and Joe Judge like mess up. Even like McDaniels. McDaniels was kind of a hard ass in Denver a little bit, like to the media. Um, like you come off as super arrogant. Whereas we're gonna talk about him soon. People like Brian Flores, I'll even say Bill O'Brien, like like run the program. Like they they do a lot better job of like actually investing and caring about the players. And I think that was Joe Judge's downfall here, is like. At first, like probably the first like year and a quarter, I was like, okay, like no, things are working. Like all those guys that remember all those off, like veteran offensive linemen that were just like quitting during camp, like retired <laughs> yeah. because like yeah. they're like we all this camp sucks. I was like, good, get out. You're not yeah. cut out for this. Like, this is- <laughs> we're not we're not running fucking laps, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, and dude, like it just got to the point where like no, nah, like like he's he seems like he's a sociopath. Like there's like he's in the brain it's like four players
0: like, texting me <laughs> what is he like, talking about like, he's
1: delusional about what's going on so yeah. like yeah there had to be a change i'm surprised that out, out the door Gettleman didn't fire him but i think he just didn't want to worry about it and let the owners take care of it i think they're due to gettelman being that i know dave gettelman has done some good stuff in his time um and joe judge i think there was going to be Sweeping changes in personnel Mm -hmm. in New York.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, agreed. And for them, Joe, you meant you sent the tweet into our group chat just talking about the team overall. Just as I said, they were embarrassing the past few games of the season. I I saw a tweet earlier today that literally said that they were considering or planning on keeping Joe Judge, but then the last like three, four games of the season just like wrote him off. They're like they were
1: by far the worst team in the NFL over the last quarter. By yep. what, like, not even close.
0: Yep, we'll, we'll always have third and nine QB sneak, baby. That was an all time highlight on Sunday during the but, week 18.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know who's gonna step in to be the coach, but like, I'm probably getting rid of Daniel Jones in hindsight, probably kind of great tick by Gettleman. Um, you have the receivers, you have the running back. Mm-hmm. I'm spending both my picks in the top 10 on offensive linemen yep. and trying to attract somebody like Russell Wilson. Yep. Absolutely. Be, that, how it goes.
0: Yep. hundred percent. And I, I was going to mention, I completely forgot to say it, but you texted into the group of tweet before it was it on Sunday, after the game on Sunday, giants handed Kenny Galladay, a $72 million contract and used a and- first round pick on Kadarius, Tony combined. For a big fat goose egg amount of touchdowns this year. Zero, zero touchdowns. Absolutely brutal. And then even this past Sunday, Darius Slayton scored on Sunday. And I, I don't know if you guys saw it when it popped up on red zone. Said that was the first time since October 24th that a Giants receiver scored a touchdown. I think,
1: I think it was the fifth touchdown all season by a receiver.
0: That's insane. That's just unacceptable. Two and a half months for a receiver to score a touchdown. That's just like you have receivers there. It's not like you're not playing with anybody. It's absolutely absurd and absolutely unacceptable. So Joe Judge is fired. Dave Gediman retired. And we'll see if Russell Wilson ends up being that next New York Giants quarterback. It's not Daniel Jones. No,
1: it's not. Yeah. It's definitely not. Yeah. I think
2: he'll get the – I think he'll start again next year by default because I don't think they're going to get Russell Wilson. Yeah. And I don't know if they pick some – I don't think they're going to pick someone in the draft. Mm-hmm. They should part is rock with Daniel Jones for one more year and then go 2023 and reevaluate it again. Mm-hmm. It's not a yep. one-year fix. It's not a one-year fix with the New York Giants. You're going to need, no. need some years. It takes yeah. time.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not like Saquon Barkley it looked like he did before his injury, too, as as good of a player as he is. Didn't look – he had, like, a random burst every now and then, and you guys can clown me for being on the fantasy team, all that shit. But he he didn't look like himself this year. He just – they had, like, three plays where, like, oh, yeah, he's going to do, like, a 20-yard run and then just didn't do it again. I don't know. Old line. Fix also, that old line.
1: Also, too, like, yeah, cool. Like, if he does get back healthy, he's on year five. Yeah. He's going to be 26, 27 years old. Like that's not great for a running back, regardless of where you are in your career. Like you're probably looking to get another running back.
0: Rotate, right? <laughs> us us three have the philosophy where we always talk about it.
1: Grab draft guy in the fourth round every year.
0: Yep. Exactly. Rotate those, have that fifth year contract, <laughs> run them out as much as people and fans can get attached to running backs. They have a shelf life lesser than anybody else in the NFL. It's it's proven every single team does it, where they just rotate running backs constantly. That's why so many teams are now doing running back by committee because they want to keep people healthy for as many years as possible. They just constantly rotate them, draft a late-round running back, put them in for the next four or five years, draft another, and keep the cycle going constantly. It's what you have to do in the NFL. Now. Oh, there are
2: some anomalies, though, like the Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, some, uh, of course.
1: I was going to say Christian McCaffrey, but I, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, there fine. you go. <laughs> further, further proving everybody's yeah. The, yeah, the the point of mm-hmm. don't pay. Yep. Um. So guess, yeah, yeah. This is Derrick Henry. Yeah. The only anomaly. He's he got only hurt high this high high
0: year too. He was hurt the, almost the entire season, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he's still so, yeah he to get yeah. paid. He had to get paid. Same thing with CMC. Yeah. They
2: think, both yeah, he, had yeah. to. Yeah. Henry almost had a thousand yards. So,
1: like, I think was it? Did, did they get through eight games or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> did he was leaving Russia in the NFL for like like five weeks after he got injured. Yeah. It was insane, insane. Yeah. It was wild.
0: Yeah. A- absolutely wild, absolutely wild. So, so many things to talk about, but that just in regards to Black Monday, the last thing, the last coach, and the last uh, GM that we can talk about, talking about former Patriots disciples, former Bill Be- Belichick disciples. The Dolphins fired Brian Flores, kind of unexpected, right? I don't think anybody saw it. And you saw the social media reaction on Twitter everywhere. I don't think anybody expected that Flores seemed like their guy down in Miami. Chris Greer handpicked him as being a former Patriots coach. It seemed like there was some sort of power struggle, right? That's all that we heard on Twitter, on social media, of there being a power struggle between wanting to and not wanting to with Deshaun Watson. There were so many rumors going into the season about trading for him, and that's when Tua started playing well after the trade deadline. I don't know, man. They cut Brian Flores loose, and they let him go. I don't think anybody, especially Dolphins fans, expected that.
1: It was weird, man. Like... You you just swept the Patriots and yeah. you went on a seven-game win streak and you had back-to-back winning seasons. And yeah, I think it comes down to like that that the power struggle about what to do with Tua. And obviously Chris Greer is the one that drafted Tua and Flores is not. And clearly he's not sold on him. Um so I guess, I guess it's weird. The more I think about it too, and looking back at the drafts though, like we can look at 2020 as, like, one of the bit, the worst fumbles of having three first-round picks of all time. But I will say, Chris Beard duh, has had other good drafts in the last few years. Um 2020 was abysmal. You have Tua, Austin Jackson, and Noah Ike Yeah, They're all oh. bad picks. Cool. Um But, again, like, it's – like tough to see Flores leave, and it's it. I it's because of Tua, which mm-hmm. sucks. Mm-hmm. He's a great coach.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm a i am am a Tua guy. I do think that he was getting a bad rap
1: because I just oh, yeah, I don't, like, think he's, I don't think he's bad. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's as good of a pick that they could have made. Yeah,
2: yeah. He's probably not. Who's? Because he was a third overall pick, right?
0: Yeah, Herbert was... Uh, Herbert was the 10. Yep. Was, they picked two over Herbert, plain and simple. That's what he does. Right. And a lot of people disagreed with it. And I did have it in my mock draft that Herbert was going to go to the Dolphins. It didn't happen, but probably should have. <laughs> that's, that's not even the egregious.
1: They have two yeah. guys, also Jackson and Noah Igbenogany, that don't even play.
0: No. Jackson especially, too. He was hurt almost the entire season, right? It was something like... I remember he... Something like pretty noble if I want to say I think he had like something I think it was uh stem cells I think he had gave stem cells to someone in his family or something crazy like that I think his sister or something like that something crazy story and he did not lead it was like skinnier than when he usually would be coming into the draft or coming to the season and there was a whole other thing but yeah hasn't played and then Noah Igmanogany, just like where have you been man they have a what great is,
2: like, what, is, what does he play is he do you want
0: no, he's a no, corner. The slot corner <laughs> at Auburn. The yeah. slot corner at Auburn. Granted, their defense has been great. He hasn't been a part of it
1: <laughs> at all. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But they do like Austin Jackson. Like I heard, so I was going to the Pats Miami game week one, and we were all pissed because Austin Jackson got COVID and didn't play. And they started Liam Eikenberg, the, the left <laughs> tackle out of the name from last year. And Eichenberg held down the spot for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think. I think Austin Jackson. They moved him to guard um, throughout the year, but again, like it's not what you spend a the 18th overall pick on. No, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Alex Leatherwood, but uh, <laughs> that that pick, not that yeah. that pick, not bad, is you it? want to talk but,
2: about teams bungling draft picks?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so like. I don't think that Greer is fireable, but Greer, but having Flores go also shouldn't have happened. Yep. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Unless he, unless he's going to the media and saying uh, the stuff about Tua, I don't mm-hmm. leaking stuff about the organization. Not so much about Tua, but leaking information about the organization about. Wow. Uh, Deshaun, yeah. Deshaun. If he is part of that or if he was part of that, then I think you have to. I don't think you can keep him. Um, But, yeah, they went nine and eight. They're, what, two years removed from being one of the worst teams in football. Mm -hmm. Um, They've gotten better each year that he's been the head coach, I think. Um, Definitely. For what they have on their roster, I mean, they can't really run the ball, but they've found – Pro, they've gotten productivity out of duke johnson jr who was like dead in the water like uh didn't have an nfl career up until like four weeks ago so um he's obviously a good coach um and the, we're still up in the air with Tua. he could be good he could be bad it's whatever but i would I, I think yeah, it's a, it's a tough it was a tough call to make they made it um and hopefully they get a new guy in there
1: that can uh you know that's not I I really I thought really funny tweet, it was like spelling out what the Dolphins have on their roster that are like, oh, like, you know, now the Dolphins are looking for a coach for like, you know, you have a stud receiver, um, like draft picks, uh you know, a quarterback that's progressing, all this stuff. And somebody quoted me and it was like, oh wow, Brian Flores would be a great candidate for <laughs> I saw that too. But,
2: um, oh, that's great.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we'll see where he ends up. I think Houston, if they do decide to eventually part with David Callie, could be a mm-hmm. good um, spot for him. Um, definitely not coming back to the Pats because he's this guy's a head coach, and you know you have Gerard Mayo really just taking over that DC role. Um, the Giants, he's from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Oh, easy. Uh-huh. Could be a good, could be a good fit, but again, kind of to my point with. The Bears might not necessarily want Eric enemy filling in for Matt Nagy because they're both Andy Reid guys. You know, are the Giants going to be scarred from having George, one Belichick George. guy and then bring another Belichick guy? But this is a different Belichick guy. This is a this is a badass dude who gets a lot out of his players. Like cares yep. about his players, so yep. they should hire him. Any, was hire him. was the
0: defensive coordinator. At for the Patriots, he wasn't the special teams coordinator like Joe Judge was. And like <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Different so which, different coach.
2: Which one of them goes to Bama under Nick Saban? Because you know, <laughs> for some reason, one of the one of the Patriots coaches always goes to either, cool. either go back to the Patriots cool. or they go to Bama
1: after they get that's fired. another name on the coaching carousel that I've been seeing is Bill O'Brien. O'Brien right. Yeah. NFL. Um so that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I saw he, that. He, He could go to a a talented win now team. Who did
2: who did Flores? No
1: GM Towers. He'll be good.
0: Flores interviewed with somebody today, right? Did I text you guys that? I forget. Oh, I don't know. I thought I texted at some point today. Oh, he interviewed in Chicago. That's where he interviewed today, or he was getting going to be interviewed for uh, the job in Chicago. So
1: yeah, again, another good spot for him. Yeah. Uh, I think like all the the head coaching vacancies, kind of probably outside of New York, but are good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I like, agree. Like all good jobs. Agreed. Agreed. And
0: we can shift now, f- talking from Black Monday, talking to, I guess, first thing is the best coach. We could talk about the award races for this past year. Going first, we mentioned it earlier. Coach of the Year, I think. Between the the is really between Mike Vrabel and Rich Basickia, just because of Basickia coming as an interim coach. But I think all of us are in agreement that it very well should be Mike Vrabel for the job that he has done with, he has. <laughs> without Derek Henry, half of the season, without half of the receivers, AJ Brown, Julio Jones out. You have Westbrook Nick Akina, right? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like you have these players yeah. catching these passes. You have Anthony Ferkser. It's just like. Wow, they just yeah. unbelievable what he has
2: Chester, done, Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers too. Their yeah.
0: defense hasn't even played like up to their ability too, which is crazy because they have a like name wise and okay defense, but they've been just winning games and finding way to win games. And Vrabel has proven that he deserves to be one of he is one of the best coaches in the I, league.
1: I, I swear to God, if Matt Lafleur wins this award, I'm going. <laughs> I like. Oh, you have Aaron Rodgers, and you're gonna win <laughs> coach of the year. That is ridiculous. Get Matt Lafleur out of my face. Mike Vrabel, I think, like, should almost be unanimous. Like, there's there's not really a single team. Maybe like outside of the Patriots, but it doesn't come across that way because Bills more reserved, and his players play reserved. There's not a single team that plays more like their head coach. Like, no. this team, like, they're a bunch of like badasses. Yeah. Like, they they play. Hard nosed football. Mm.
0: Um, They're a bunch of pissed off pricks, and there's nothing better than that when you're playing football. The way that Vrabel played it as a linebacker at, for the dude. Patriots, it's just yeah. Perfect perfect like, to watch. like
1: think about the 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 perfect matchup of like Vrabel and how Derrick Henry plays, how AJ Brown plays, how Ryan Tannehill plays, mm-hmm. how Taylor Lewan plays, how Kevin Byard plays, how Jeffrey Simmons plays. Like mm-hmm. these dudes like are all go like all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think it's an easy decision. Their schedule was a little cupcake after after uh, Henry got hurt. Like they played like the Jets, they played the Texans twice. Even though they, they lost, lost the they Jets, lost.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> lost.
1: Oh no, Jets was in the beginning of the year. They they had like a ridiculously easy schedule in the back half. I know two of it was with against Houston and they lost to one of them, yep. but mm-hmm. uh, still like holding on to that one seed. Crazy, crazy good job. Yeah, yeah. Sure, like,
2: yeah. Yeah. He's number one. Number yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, you,
0: like we said, just like having that extra week of rest to nobody, no other team needed it more than them with Derek Henry, with AJ Brown Julio Jones getting healthy and everything too. And man, they are going to run it this year. So it's going to be an interesting way how they do it. But I think we're all in agreement that Mike Vrabel should very much win the coach of the year. Uh, what do I want to do next? Josuke, Serge, any suggestions
2: you want to do
1: next? We can save, I think. Yeah, I got answers for everything, Chico. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I think the obvious ones are defensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Offensive rookie of the year. So I don't even yeah. know if we need to talk about those. It's Jamar Chase and Michael Parsons.
0: Yeah, I think um, so. I
2: don't even know the offensive player of the year, that's an award. It's not the MVP award. It's like.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, what do you got? Oh, go ahead, Serge. Yeah, uh,
2: I see there between uh, to me, Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think those are the two guys. Or you get put a quarterback in there too, I guess, but uh, get too much love, so they
1: do. Yeah, this is, it should honestly be like the the quarterback award and then the, the every other offense player award. Yeah. Um, it I so one get out of here with your Jonathan Taylor takes after last week. <laughs> Uh, who, like, it has to be Cooper Cup? Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you guys looked at his game by game stats? I haven't looked at mm-hmm. it, but I know I mean, it's not since, obs- fa- not since fantasy, dude. So <laughs> he has I'll
2: throw, we'll throw him in there too, but
1: yeah, he, he has one. <laughs> so at a, at a 17 games. He has one game. His lowest was 64 yards. Dang. All right, fine. You're gonna see that. He then had one two. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games over 100 yards receiving. So you had that 64 yard game, 11 games, 100 yards receiving. So that's 12. The other five games, he was in the night and hit 90 yards at least.
0: Damn.
1: So that's 16 games, 90 yards are over. Like the consistency is ridiculous. I've had him in many fantasy teams over the years. That's the mm-hmm. one thing that he did not have it's like consistency <laughs> this is like as good as i feel like the calvin johnson year or the abbreviated Devonte adams year last year where he missed like what three games or whatever and still mm-hmm. almost like beat digs for the receiving title like this was i think it's a no-brainer for cooper cup
2: mm-hmm. can
0: you, you see that he's mm-hmm. a beast he's just been unbelievable and surges. Sort of just- talked him up every single week being honest oh, yeah. when I see teams. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Debo. yeah Debo. I put Debo in the mix, too. Debo's, Debo's throwing the ball, he's on the ball, he's catching the ball. Honestly,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: So,
0: yeah. yeah, they've been so fun to see. And I I put Jonathan Taylor just because of how well he did. But the fact that he did not lead the Colts to the playoffs definitely, definitely hurts him a little bit. So I think Cooper Cup is most likely assumed to be that offensive player <laughs> yeah. of the year. I,
1: right I also, like, always, like, point out, like, Derrick Henry didn't beat, I think it was Stefan Diggs last year for offensive player of the year. Jonathan Taylor's not beating Cooper Cup, yeah. <laughs> like yep. a receiver is inherently more valuable to a team, um, than a running back because it is more efficient to pass the ball than run the ball. But whatever,
0: <laughs> yep, we're in agreement with that. Offensive rookie of the year, Cooper Cup, or offensive player of the year, Cooper Cup, uh, defensive player of the year, TJ Watt, I think, right? I think that's yeah. right. I mean breaking yeah. the all-time sack leader, this sack record of Michael uh, Strahan, 22 and a half, and he got
1: 23. Did he get a 20? Did he
2: tie or did he break it? He broke it. broke it.
1: Broke it. Yeah. I feel like, too, like he's probably deserved it at some point over the last, like, two years. Yeah. Um, definitely not the Gilmore one. We'll, we'll keep that as Bats fans. But, yep. um, yeah, I mean, like, let, let, let's give it to him. Um, all the PFF guys are now just saying Aaron Donald. Because he played, he played a thousand snaps. Oh Jesus Damn. Christ! And like, <laughs> yeah, like T.J. Watt played seven hundred, and Aaron Donald played like a thousand, and like, wow, they were like, I saw, I think Mike Renner said that Aaron Donald's a thousand snaps were better than T.J. Watt's seven hundred, but like, whatever, Aaron Donald, like it's like it's the same thing as like not giving Belichick the coach of the year every year, like during the dynasty, like yeah, Aaron, Aaron Donald's the best player. Yeah, we get. We don't have to give him an award every year. Yeah, <laughs> TJ Watt.
0: Yeah, TJ Watt breaking that sack record and just being one of the the lone bright spots of that Steelers, other than Najee Harris. That that Steelers team. We'll see <laughs> if uh if we said what part of my take said if he gets nine sacks. Jonathan,
1: don't forget about him.
0: Yeah, he had a hell of a year too. It's unbelievable. He was so like. Un- under the radar, nobody really talked about him. I looked at his not just fantasy points, but his numbers. I was like, "Wow, he is he is the guy on offense. Huh? It's unbelievable." So,
2: From Deontay,
0: yeah, he balled yeah. this year. Had no clue until the end of the season when
2: he does have um, a tendency of- to bubble off his routes, which is mad annoying. Like, he will <laughs> take like a, a five yard slant and then back up two yards. I'm like, "Oh God, what are you doing?" But he is a he's a monster. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I think like if. Juju didn't get hurt earlier this year, like they would have traded James Washington. Yeah, but mm-hmm. just because Deontay Johnson came out of nowhere for mm-hmm. the last couple years. Mm-hmm. So yep. Good problem to have for Pittsburgh. This whoever uh, quarterback throw them yeah. the ball.
0: Whoever whoever is quarterback <laughs> next year. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, last award. That we have for this year is the MVP award. I think don't it. Is, say it. <laughs> of course, it. personally, I don't want it to happen because of obvious reasons. But Joe, Joe, go ahead, tell him, tell him, because they just want me to say it. What's going to happen?
1: <laughs> it should be Tom Brady. No questions asked. There's not yes <laughs> to being deserving of it. He has 1,200 more yards than Aaron Rodgers. Like. Twelve more touchdowns. Yeah, I threw more picks, but he plays in Bruce Arians' system. Uh the injuries to his receiving core, and they're the two seed. I get Aaron Rodgers has you know they're the one seed for the however many year in a row. And he threw four picks. Oh my god, cool. <laughs> the average depth of target is like way less, and in that system, he doesn't take risks. Cool, you protect the ball, but. What Tom Brady did this year was freaking insane, dude. Absurd. Like what do we have here? 5300 yards and 43 touchdowns. In what world does that not win MVP? That's nuts. We're all, we're all we're all <laughs> we're all in the trance of Aaron Rodgers only threw four interceptions and is number 1 seed. Like I don't I don't care. Th- this man mm-hmm. this is one of the, the best statistical seasons ever from yep. a quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm. It is. There is one more game, though we have to take that into consideration.
1: They're there is that last game, but like you know, he's still at the five thousand yard mark, which mm-hmm. we know is a good mark. He was at forty touchdowns for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, what Aaron Rodgers throw for? Just over four thousand yards, thirty-seven touchdowns. So Brady had like six more touchdowns, twelve hundred more yards. Mm-hmm. The number one scoring offense in the league. Mm-hmm. And just you know.
0: shuffling players into it's not. I mean, like, granted, Mike Evans was not out Evans, of Nick
1: early this year. I, I called him a future Hall of Famer earlier, but so consistent thousand you, years. You know who he's not? Who? He's not Devonte Adams. No,
2: no, he's not. But Al Lazard isn't Chris Godwin.
1: Nope. I think Al Lazard. He's not Chris Godwin, but <laughs> Al Lazard is good. He's good. Like he's really good. Um, How yeah. about MVS? Yeah. Marquez Falvas. M- 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 is he Antonio? Is he AB? <laughs> I mean, I think he'd rather uh, have MVS. No, I'd rather have MVS. M- M- yeah, because MVS can actually play right yeah. now. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's. Yeah. It should be
0: Tom um, Brady.
2: Um, it can go. It can, listen, <laughs> it can go either way. All right? it's It's apples and oranges. Tom Brady, he's great.
1: He's
2: fantastic. I get it. Also concede.
1: Like, I, I don't mean to like bring into like all the other Aaron Rodgers stuff. But, like mm-hmm. he also like missed games this year. He, did. Like, that yeah, he to, did. That has to be a ding on him. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 100 percent him his fault. Like lost a game for his team because he couldn't start. Like <laughs> that should be factored in. I know that dude that bears reporter, the the <laughs> <laughs> that was so like, funny. He's a, he's a, he's like, <laughs> he's a jerk.
2: <laughs> you know, no, he's all of he a bump. He's a bump.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, yeah, the efficiency numbers are crazy or whatever, but like, I don't know. Brady's efficiency numbers, if he was in Matt LaFleur's system, would be the same, if not better. Yeah. Like, Brady doesn't throw what, 12 interceptions? in any other system probably than Bruce Arians Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know like you're bombing the ball downfield I think four of them aren't attributed to him as like they're tipped balls or dropped passes so like eight um yeah I think like I think he's the PFF's number one quarterback too in terms of rating like you gotta factor in like yeah, some of these bombs he will throw an interception or two, but like you talk about like the big time throw metric, Dink and Dunk Tom like led the league in deep passing this year, in air yardage, I think percentage, big time throw percentage, it was like absolutely like rating downfield. The man is aging like a fine wine and should win another MVP. That, uh-huh, shut, yeah. that shut you
0: up pretty quick, Serge.
2: No,
1: it's just, I don't know. I still do it Aaron Rodgers.
2: I just look back at the season, and if I go game by game, I think Aaron Rodgers' only misstep this season was that first game of the year when they got the, the shit kicked out of him by what team? The Saints? Saints. The Saints. Yeah. And the Saints kicked the shit out of the Patriots. Uh, they, they did. The Bucs twice.
0: I was going to mention that earlier. <laughs> they smoked, smoked okay. the Patriots earlier this
2: year. Uh,
1: I, I saw Palozo-, see if Palozo brought it up. About, like, I guess, like recency bias. And he was like, people are dinging Brady because of the bad game against the Saints. But Rodgers also had a bad game against the Saints. <laughs> Brady's <laughs> bad game against the Saints happened it's more recent. More more recent. Yeah. It happened
2: twice, too. It all happened,
1: happened twice. twice. Yeah.
2: And okay. the Washington game wasn't great either, but you're, you're picking that. You're just picking at things. So I think, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They could go to either
1: one. Who cares? They're both oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Rodgers. It's just yeah. I think Brady you know, deserves it more, just
0: for number-wise and everything. As someone who has been the MVP, both of them, Aaron Rodgers, getting it back-to-back, back, of course, all the storylines of his entire season and the whole COVID stuff and being out a few games – Brady just number wise. If you're looking at number wise, and granted, you could say Rogers wasn't there for those two games or however two games, right? Is that how many it was? That he wasn't there. That makes him even more so the most valuable player because he wasn't there and see what happened. He also when that has turf toe.
2: Also has <laughs> turf toe. <It's> playing hurt. <laughs>
1: Brady probably playing with the torn meniscus. He always yeah.
0: does. <laughs> he always does. By the time he sliced open his hand and still won the AFC Championship in the Jaguars. Yeah, love, remember that, that whole no, thing? That was nuts. I love that game. Crazy. Yeah, that was a good, that was an amazing game to be at. Oh man, what a game. But very well. That should be a discussion for the next few weeks until the was it, is it the night before the Super Bowl that they usually do those NFL honors, right? So the same time yes. this year, right? Yeah. The night
1: before the Super Bowl, the night before the Pro Bowl. One of those two. Well, it's
0: usually the Super Bowl is usually the first week of February. This week, this year, it's the second week of February. So I don't know if they'll do the Pro Bowl or the uh, the NFL Awards the night before the Pro Bowl, or we'll find out. Most yeah. likely the night before the Super Bowl. But um, yeah, that's what we have for award races. Exciting things, unbelievable NFL season. But guess what? It's not over yet. We have the NFL playoffs coming up, but before. We hop into the NFL playoffs. Joski wrote in our shared note, a very, very good topic to bring up talking about kind of going forward. We are absolutely going to be having on because I know that people are going to love him as a guest this week because he's just so filled with knowledge of football, talking about the NFL draft in a few months from now, but who is set up? the best between the teams at the bottom, the teams at the top of the draft, but the bottom of the league right now between the number one pick, the Jaguars, the number two pick the lions, the number three pick, the Texans number four slash five jets and giants, who is set up the best joski Start started off kid. What we got.
1: So it, there, it's all interesting. So like, I want to say that the Jaguars might have the most pieces. I think a lot of this is dependent on who comes in as their head coach. But I think out of all those teams, like, uh, Lawrence is still the best quarterback, and that's what you need to succeed. And so he has weapons. They're hopefully going to hire somebody like Byron Leftwich, And, like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, they're they might start looking good. I said it earlier. Like, you need to find – the Tony Dungeon, Tony Dungy to Trevor Lawrence's Peyton Manning. But we can still have teams like the Texans and the Lions hit on quarterbacks in, you know, future years. And I think somebody like the – I think the Lions actually have probably the brightest future if they can get the quarterback because of, I think, the head coach. He's Mike Vrabel. Um, So – find their Ryan Tannehill, I guess. Um, I think the Giants are doomed. Very, very doomed. Um, and then I also – it's tough. The Jets, too. You know, I'm a big Joe Douglas guy. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, infra, like, structure-wise, I think the Jets are actually looking the best. I don't know if they have the quarterback. Zach Wilson improved at the end of the year. So, like, we're at Lawrence is the best posi- – like, From a quarterback standpoint, we need to figure it out. Head coach standpoint, you have the the Lions. Texans are in a weird position. Giants are out. Jets, though, I think have all the pieces around to build something. I'll go Jets, Lions, Jags, Mm -hmm. Texans, Giants.
0: it's an interesting conversation to have. And like you said, there's so many moving pieces going in regards to that. Who's going to draft two in this upcoming draft. I think that's an entire thing between the jets and the giants. They have two top 10 picks. Both of them do. And that's insane for them to have that for them to have that. It's I think the first time in the common draft era for a team to have two top 10 picks. And we have two separate teams that have two top 10 picks. So they have some, spots to build on you say the jets the giants are in the worst position hopefully they can just redo everything like you said they're cleaning house within regards of the coaches the gm both of them got fired we'll see what they do the jets their old line has been strong you have always always talked about joe douglas and building that O line let's see what they do in the draft this year hopefully getting another O line to help that jets and zach wilson build around him texans strange spot you don't know if they're going to bring back david cully Davis Mills is the future as of right now. They have some pieces, don't know what they're going to do. Lions, head coach, Jaguars, you have Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick from last year. So, we are very excited to see where these things kind of go forward from this there's so many like i said moving pieces the draft is coming up in just a few short months i'm so excited for it three three months already started writing my mock draft stuff i've said before the uh said before the broad before we started recording that i started writing my mock draft notes all the different things it's just exciting to see so very excited for that overall um but now time or anything else you wanted to touch on before the NFL playoff preview, Joe? Anything you want to mention before?
1: I think we're. I think we're good. I think we're ready to roll into some games. Good. So we are. I think two hours. This is
0: definitely the longest episode we've ever had. But we are so happy that Joe is on here and Serge. It's continually on here. That yeah, this
2: is, this is uh, we're to have Joe Rogan on.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a pretty yeah. long episode, granted, <laughs> but. We are excited. We have the NFL playoffs this week, man. It's I'm fired up for it. One, the Patriots are in it. I'm excited for that. But two, it's the, it's the playoffs. Like, how can you not be excited for it? So two hours in, however long we're in right now, we are going to dive into the NFL playoffs right now. So I'll start off by naming the seeds. Then we can do the matchups between the different teams. Number one, in the AFC, Tennessee Titans. They have the bye. all that. Number two. Kansas City Chiefs, number three, the Buffalo Bills, number four, Cincinnati Bengals, number five, the Las Vegas Raiders, number six, the New England Patriots, number seven, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You talk about the matchups for the AFC first and then want to dive into the NFC after? Or do we want to do a rundown of both the matchups first? What do you guys want to do? Let's roll into the AFC. Roll into the AFC. Okay, perfect. So. First matchup that we have for the AFC is the Raiders and Bengals on Saturday at four thirty. What do we think about this game? We talked about the Raiders. We talked about the Bengals a little bit. It's going to be an awesome matchup, man. Like between Bengals offense, Joe Burrow slinging it between the three receivers that they have the Raiders coming off on an unbelievable win. It's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see what they got.
1: So I think the Bengals will win but I don't necessarily feel like great about them and I think it's just because like the youth of the team and Zach Taylor not being there yet. Yeah. Um, But also like it's you're playing the Raiders like who freaking knows what's going to (laughs) happen over time probably. (laughs) Yeah it's going to be a weird game. Um, But yeah I, I like the Bengals in this one but and I think it can be a shootout like you know, 34, 31, something like that. Um, I don't feel great about either team, not because of what the Bengals have done, but almost because, like, what the Bengals haven't done. Makes me a little, yeah. Like, if they run into the Bills or the Chiefs, I think they're, they're done in the next round.
0: Yeah, I think the inexperience is the thing that's holding them back. Joe Burrow has been awesome. Their receivers have been awesome. The defense is stingy for the most part. They've been an okay defense this year. Yeah, But the head coach, everybody's pretty young. The experience plays a part. In the NFL playoffs always always ends up showing up no matter what team you are coming into the playoffs it always shows its head when you come into the playoffs and that's something that the Bengals will possibly struggle with between the atmosphere it's at the Bengals but just being in the playoff game um it'll be exciting Joe Burrow is an awesome guy he's just a fantastic quarterback and just seems like a hell of a guy too so it'll be an awesome game uh Serge anything for this Raiders uh, Bengals matchup
2: uh yeah just a- reiterate what you guys said it's pretty young um Joe Burrow is banged up right has a knee injury from two weeks ago so we don't really know where he's going to be at this week uh and yeah they kind of remind me of that 2017 or 2018 Rams team that kind of with the I think it was Sean McVay's first year with the Rams yep. and they're yep. just really young with Jared Goff and Good Todd Gurley and they were just going and going and going, but I think the youth caught up to them and they ended up losing in that first playoff game. So, yeah, yeah they're probably a year away from actually, like, being, like, a legit contender, but still exciting to see. Um, oh, yeah. But it can go either way because I don't really have that much faith in the Raiders either. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. anti <Anti-team of laughs> destiny, sir. <laughs> yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah, it'll be a good matchup. That's the first one that we got on the docket for the playoffs this weekend, Saturday at 4.30. Uh, the next game that we have on the AFC is Joski. I am so fired up for this game. The Patriots versus the Bills on Saturday night. I wasn't sure where they were going to schedule it. Saturday night's a good freaking spot. I am beyond fired up about this game. It is going to be a bloodbath between these two already playing each other this year, splitting the team, splitting the games between us where we had the game where I was just elated as a former offensive lineman and coach currently, and Joe, I know you were too. Just they threw the ball three times in that first matchup. And, and I, it's just beautiful football. It was just so fun to watch. And then the Bills got our number on the second one, which sucked. But we got them again on Saturday night, 8-15. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. Um, yeah, plan.
1: so I, I think with that, like, it's going to be freezing Saturday. Yep. Uh, I know it's going to be in New England, so I'm assuming in Western New York it will be. Yep. Um, definitely think, like, that will work into our favor. As crazy as it sounds for a dude that played at Wyoming and now plays in Buffalo, like, Josh Allen, like, isn't awesome in bad weather, mm-hmm. um, which is a little weird. Like, threw three picks against the Jets in the snow. Uh, or not the Jets, uh, whoever they played last three in a
2: row, it was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and so one, like, not great in the weather, yeah. but and I also think, like, we we all have this crazy esteem for Josh Allen. I think he's a great quarterback, he's going to be a great quarterback, and that's all based off of the crazy year he had last year where he could have won it, yeah, but like this year, like. I don't know the whole offense, the whole offensive like operation just seems clunky. It it looks like he's like if you flip-flopped this year from Josh Allen and last year from Josh Allen, it would look like a normal progression of a QB, like him getting better. Yeah, because definitely a little bit on the the down this year. It's a great point. Like, he just he just completed like 50% of his passes against the the Jets. Yeah. Uh like I don't know. It's weird. I had him in fantasy this year and I was pumped to have him. Because um, I want to root for him, and it was not fun having him. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> like throw picks and mumbles. Like I don't know the inconsistencies there. They can't really. They've been running the ball better lately, but like they also, you know, can't necessarily run the ball. But he might have a game like he had against the Pats. What Was that two, three weeks ago? Where just it was, it was the be- probably the best game that he might have played. Some of those throws were ridiculous. Yep. So
0: I say Mackenzie going off. I just like, yeah,
1: can't have that again. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if the Pats, like if the Pats don't have to play from behind, I feel good about it. Yep. If we are playing from behind, I don't feel as great.
0: Yeah. I'm afraid if we play from behind, we lost to the dolphins this past week because they got a 14-0 jump on us in the first quarter and bills the past three weeks ago, like you said, they were up on us early We Ended up almost coming back. Same thing with the Colts a few weeks ago, too. But, like... The Pats are really good at almost coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Mac gets all fired up so close every time. But can't can't do that. So, hopefully, if we do get behind, which you never want to, but hopefully Mac shows that promise and everything going forward. And for him to be a rookie quarterback, showing out like he has this year and playing, having the Jaguars tune up in Week 17 and... That was just so fun to watch because he everything that he needed to do, he did. And losing to the Dolphins, of course, sucked this past week. But going forward, watching I, that do, Jaguars game Yeah, outside of
1: that pick six, he he looked yeah. pretty good. Yep. Me. Um and I'll, also I'd like to say too, screw all the people in like New England sports media who like at the beginning of the season were like, Oh yeah, like if we make it if we make the playoffs, <laughs> it'll be great. Then we went on that win streak and the goal goalposts moved. And now it's like disappointing if the Patriots lose in the first round of the playoffs. Like no. nope. Did you? We have a record You can
0: Did you see what NBC Sports Boston tweeted out earlier today? Completely serious as well. I think it was earlier today about uh, Brian Hoyer coming in. There it is. Yep. If Mac Jones struggles early Saturday night in the frigid Buffalo conditions, should the Patriots let Brian Hoyer play a series or two? It was a serious conversation. It was. I feel appalled. like they
1: they they probably had DJ Bean tweet that as a, a troll. It was the NBC Sports Boston
0: Post. Yeah, it's just like controlling Mac Jones all year. Oh God! And you said screw those Boston media, this Boston sports media post. How about screw every single Boston sports media? I can't stand. It. I don't listen to anybody that's on sports media. They just they're, Zo- they're the, Zo- they're the
1: worst are good, but yeah,
0: Zolak is great. Yeah. Zola and Beatle are great. Everybody else, they can they go sit be. sit in the corner. Yeah, fine with that. So. That should be a good game Saturday night we have that game boy I'm excited to get revenge from this past game against the bills and I think Portnoy posted it he said congrats on the winning the AFC East playoff start now this is the real game
1: this is the a- this is for the AFC East this, this is for the AFC. yep
0: that's right damn right ah uh, awesome love that uh next game. Is the Sunday night game at 8 15 between the Steelers and the Chiefs? We talked about this one of the first games that we mentioned. The Chiefs have home field advantage versus the Steelers, and the Steelers, Big Ben's possible, possible last game. Uh, maybe, maybe not his funeral. Uh, he just we talked about it before. They just look so inconsistent, and you never know what you're going to get from them. They pulled out that game, so so lucky to pull that out, but yeah, Big Ben. Sorry, man. He's just, been, he's just been bad. I can't help but laugh just watching him throw. And he just takes the sack so, so bad. He just slowly falls back. It just falls to the he, ground. he
2: doesn't even fall. he just stay upright. <laughs> and then they're just, they're just trying to like bring him back. He's so freaking big. And they just oh. can't bring him all the way down. So he's just like, yeah, yeah I don't know. He just wobbles there like a penguin. Oh,
0: man. I think we're all in agreement that the Chiefs were midway through the season. Everyone was saying, like, this is not the same Chiefs at all. They have – they've changed the way that they've played this entire season. They're wishy-washy. Yeah, Joe's putting his hands up. that You don't know what to expect from them. They're not the Chiefs of the past few years where they're throwing it up to Tyreek for 100-something yards every game. He hasn't been as consistent as he has this year.
2: He got hurt last game too. Yeah. In pregame.
0: Yep. And you never know who's going to be carrying the ball between that offense. Definitely not. Clyde Edwards-O'Leary clown on me about that in fantasy again. But it's either going to be Daryl Williams. It, it's going to be Gore, Derek Gore. It's going to be Jarrett McKinnon. Okay, like, Jarrett McKinnon. Like, what? It's just you never know what to expect from that offense. Josh Gordon's on the team. He barely gets any looks, but
1: yeah. – I don't know think what like, he does. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, the, yeah. They, they kind of figured out the, – they figured out the defense in, like, the second half of the year, but they've also not – the defense has then not looked good the last, like, two or three weeks. Yep. Like again, like the offense still just kind of doesn't seem to click like usual. And like, I think this year could come back to bite me. I think that the the Chiefs are just another playoff team with another really good quarterback. Yep. I don't think they're any different from than the Bills. I don't think they're any different than the Titans. Like they're no different than the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, there's a team with a good quarterback and they're pretty good, and they're in the playoffs.
2: Oh, so they're, they're not the dynasty they thought they were or said they were
1: That They're making the playoffs yeah.
2: once. Yeah, that one the Super Bowl. Yeah, that one Super Bowl. Yeah. Won. Chris Jones. Oh, we're Travis, Kelsey. Every
0: year. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey isn't the best tight end to ever play the position. Oh, Just, like, get out of here with that shit, dude. Just, oh, disgust, disgusting. Just especially, like, goat, baby goat, comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. It's just, like, come on, man. Like. Really, it, I know all of all the three of us. I've talked about our group chat so much, but like we were automatically like blasting the NFL for like putting them in the same conversation, and like it's just yeah, this year especially. You, he's you've definitely seen
2: had the best start to a career. Yeah, I don't know oh, where he's going to end sure. up, but
1: I love um, Brady.
2: Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be. If you're gonna, he's not even better, he's not better than Aaron Rodgers, So I don't know why would he say he's better than Tom Brady. If we he's already right. consider Tom Brady to be the goat, and we don't consider Rodgers to be the goat then how – in what world is Patrick Mahomes – what does Patrick Mahomes do better than Aaron Rodgers? What does he do better? I mean no, – Throw throw sides. They're basically the same quarterback. <laughs> <They> <laughs> so are no more side passes. <laughs> he's, he's, uh,
0: he, he's like the, the Steph Curry of basketball. Not Steph I wouldn't,
2: had, say wouldn't even go that far. I was going to say – I, I wouldn't even go that
0: far. I'm saying like in regards to everyone knows him because he's done so well the past few years and has quote-unquote changed the game. For NFL, because he throws sidearm and can do a behind the back pass and all that shit that stupid, what's his name? Uh, Spencer Radler did this past year. I can't, don't even get me started yeah. on that kid. Yeah,
1: I think <laughs> another thing, like, we were talking about, um, where I said in the group, there's that thing about, I think somebody said, oh, I'd take Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert over Patrick Mahomes and Josh mm-hmm. Allen. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like Mahomes is like right now is like the number one out of those, but and, like, I'd say Herbert has the skills to be able to do it, but, like, I don't know. Joe, Herk, jo- Joe Burrow, to me, is, like, the closest thing to, like, the Tom Brady mentality. And he has a a gun, mm-hmm. and he can move a little bit, and he has great receivers. Like, I don't know. I'd, I'd bank over the next five years Joe Burrow over maybe those other three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's all really close, but yep. – who knows how long the Chiefs can hold on to Tyreek and Travis Kelsey? Yep, forever
2: Before. forever. <laughs> yeah, they got
1: them all ten-year oh, contracts.
2: <laughs> the, Cow- the Cowboys can do it. I'm sure the Chiefs will figure out and do it too. <laughs> yeah, dude, the Chiefs, the
1: Chiefs will freaking draft like Drake London or some shit this year. <laughs> I'm, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, I'm sure it'll be a, it'll be an interesting draft for the for the Chiefs this year. But yeah, the. uh Steelers versus the chiefs Sunday night. That's one of the last games that we have the last game in the AFC East. Now shifting to the NFC or not AFC East to the AFC, the NFC. We have the Packers in the number one spot with the bye. the number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the number three, Dallas Cowboys, number four, Los Angeles Rams, number five, Arizona Cardinals, number six, San Francisco 49ers and the number seven, Philadelphia Eagles. The first game that we have on the docket for the NFC is not on Saturday. I don't know why they timed it up where they have the Monday night game. I don't get that at all bizarre, but we have on Sunday at one o'clock Eagles versus bucks, Brady, hopefully gets some revenge on the Eagles for what they did in the Super Bowl for a few years ago. Right. I hope so. At least
1: uh, I'm. I'm pumped for this game. Yeah. Um, Chico, we, you brought up the offensive line type of stuff with what we love to see. Like there's, there's going to be strength against strength. All The the Eagles, I think, led the NFL in rushing this year. And, you know, they got a lot of quality weapons, like that can just run the ball. They, they got some – I think they have a lot of quality. They're deep at receiver. They're not great at receiver, but they're deep. Um, so it's just going to be – can the Eagles – Run the ball against the immovable object that is the the Buccaneers' run defense, um, and if they can't, can Jalen Hurts and those receivers exploit the banged up sec- secondary? So, what's Sirianni going to decide to do? Stick with the run against a defense you might not be able to run against, or a, you know, use your quarterback who's completing like fifty-five percent of his passes and some pretty okay receivers. To go against the Buck secondary, mm-hmm. I think it will be really cool to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Serge, anything on that?
2: Um, no, I think you touched on everything. I don't. I don't have much faith in the Eagles. Uh, I think you're being a bit generous with the receiving core. I, think Devontae <laughs> Smith I like is them.
1: Good. I think they're deep. they're not great. They're deep. Mm-hmm. I think
2: Devontae Smith is good. I think Dallas Carter is good, and then I just think there's a huge drop off when he
1: gets to Jalen Rager and. Um, JJ's like a white side, but um, high tower, John Hightower, and mm-hmm. uh, Walls, uh,
2: yeah,
1: F. Walls, like technically running back kind of receiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool, so it's good yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's
0: be, be- a- go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, like, they use all of the weapons, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, everybody
2: gets a touch. Boston yep. Scott, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, everybody gets a, Everybody gets a carry.
0: Yep. Jalen Hurts, too. They let Jalen him.
2: Hurts, Jalen, he's a, he doesn't even he doesn't get one. He takes
0: one. He takes one. He takes one himself, even if they don't believe one. in him yeah. in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, they don't believe in him. <laughs> I've never seen a team or an organization not get behind like a guy. It's unreal. I mean, they Tua, really. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but. You know, Do you guys
1: see, uh, speaking of eagles former weapons you got uh, travis Fulgham. Just, yeah like, contract with the broncos
0: i saw that i thought i was like he's not in the eagles anymore i was going to mention that when you were oh, talking no, about, no, i no. thought you were going to say travis Folgum. i was going to say nope he's on the broncos
2: yeah. <laughs> i had no clue they crazy random stretch where you had like 500 receiving yards and just fell off the I remember <laughs> I him up in Paris, fell off the face of the earth
0: yep Yep.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of Greg Ward is the other guy. I like. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, former quarterback at Houston and now playing receiver for them. Yep, he was good. Yeah, a few years When I mean, they didn't have anybody, what, two years ago, he was catching every pass in that playoff game with that. Yeah. Uh, That's what was, I
2: thought so yeah. who, was who was the, was the, the backup? Back
0: who is the quarterback that they brought in from uh, – was it uh, Josh McCown? Josh McCown, <laughs> Josh
2: McCown. after Carson once Wentz- <laughs> got in the head, whatever, Oh,
0: Yeah. Carson Wentz getting hurt. Carson Wentz being yeah. a baby again, of course, surprise. That was actually
2: Carson. That's probably Carson Wentz's best year. Yeah. I think.
0: But not the, N- so not the NFL?
2: Adversity. Not the MVP season? No, because he had so much adversity and no one to throw the ball to. Like no one. I think his yeah. best receiver was Greg Ward. Yeah. And he led him to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So I think that, that was, that, that was, that was, that was impressive. an
0: impressive year. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But, uh, with this game, like we talked about, and I don't mean to leave Surge out when I talk about O line, but Joe was a former O line at Stonehill.
2: Hey, hold on. I played O line too. What are, we,
0: like,
1: what are we
2: doing here? I played O line at Stonehill. I played O line longer than you did, Nick. What are we talking about here? I
0: know. That's why when I just said it, I was like, wait, I just left Surge out every time I brought up O line. I feel like because whenever we, because you like you just said you played O line at Stono for your freshman year, and yeah. I played I played defensive line. And then after freshman year, you changed the defensive line. So I think of you as a defensive lineman in my mind. But I, I, don't,
2: I ran the we ran the twos. I was going against the scout team. That's, I was a scout team. Same O line scout team <laughs> O line my freshman year. So yeah, yeah.
0: So my fault on that search. I apologize.
2: Hey man, I get it. It was a <laughs> rough time that year. That was a rough time. Let me tell you. <laughs> 25 <425 laughs> pounds trying to block
0: yeah you were a hoss back then 285 you
2: know, no i was saying 225 because I lost all that weight during the year you were wait you how you, what'd you come in at what 275 277 and then I came yeah. home for Thanksgiving and I was 225 oh my god wild Ooh. so wild
0: Joe, have you ever seen the picture of Surge from I don't, not even camp? Was it orientation? Right, oh, you yeah. look looking husky. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a you beautiful. Should me, you
2: should have seen me my junior year of high school. I was two hundred ninety two pounds. What? Yeah, yeah.
0: big dog Surge. Yeah. Damn. Well. Speaking O-line, D-line stuff, it's going to be a hell of a battle in the trenches. I'm like Jason Kelsey versus Vita Veya or Ndamukong Su. Like, yeah, sign me up for that. Sign me up for Shaquille Barrett, JPP versus uh oh, Lane Johnson God. and Vitae. Are you kidding me? That's going to be an amazing match. Jordan Mailata Mylo- Jordan, puts respect Malata. on it. Did I say my tie? <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, Maitai. Mailata's mean, yeah. been awesome this
0: year. Mailata has been great. Yep. And Blaine Dickerson is playing there too. Is he? Is he starting at all? I know he. Uh, I know he draft. He got drafted to the Eagles. I wasn't sure if he started. So. Is he playing guard? Uh, I would assume, right? Because so I, I just, I'm thinking that just because I saw a mock draft earlier today mm-hmm. that had uh, yeah, what's his uh, name.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, he's no. been starting. He's starting played, at guard. Uh, yeah, he didn't start the last game, but one, two, three, four. He's probably played like twelve games. Yeah, started played over eighty percent of the snaps.
0: Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, I just I saw a mock draft that had uh, what's his name uh, Tyler Tyler Lindbom going to uh, going to the Eagles. It's like Jason Kelsey's uh, heir apparent. I'm like mm, maybe maybe not. You already kind of have a, a center right next to you already drafted last year in the second round. So it's
2: like six six, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> huge.
0: Played <laughs> all five positions at Alabama. One of my favorite linemen coming offensive lineman coming out of the draft last year, dude. Leonard Dickerson. If he didn't get hurt, probably would have been a first rounder. He was. Uh, well, monster. Unbelievable player, so that's gonna be a battle in the trenches. That's gonna be an awesome game to see. Overall, uh, the next game that day on Sunday, we have the Nickelodeon special. I'm excited for this because this was the this was the Bears game last year where it was just they voted. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, the part of my take guys had Mitch Trubisky voted the MVP, the Nick Valuable Player. So that'll be fun. They have the slime on the field and all that shit, so that'll be a lot of fun. The 49ers versus the Cowboys on Sunday at 4:40. So. Interesting
1: one. So, so the fact that the Raiders-Bengals game is not the Nickelodeon game <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. It's a damn shame. Foremost. It should be them because yep. it's a dumb game. It's not probably not going to matter. <laughs> and, like, I think that this game, the Cowboys versus um, 49ers game, is the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I think so, and too. And I'm going to be distracted by, like, Nate Burlton talking to like those two kid reporters all game. (laughs) Mm. Um, is it a separate broadcast? There is, yeah, you watch it on CBS. CBS. It'll probably be like Romo and Nance. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, cool. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) send me to Nickelodeon. Um, I think that this is going to be the best, yeah, game of the weekend. Uh, again. I think the Dallas front seven versus, and you alluded to Trent Williams versus Mike Parsons. So the Dallas front seven versus the 49ers offensive line is going to be
0: bad. Yeah. Yeah. Randy Gregory going against, oh my God. Is Mike McGlinchey back? Are you still injured? Still out? Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. Like, I'm like trying to think of who's playing the other positions for San Francisco. I,
2: it I some is older. it Is it or Mike? Yeah. Alex He'd Mack is the center.
0: I was going to say, is Alex Mack the center? I was going to say. Yeah, those bastards took him away from us. Stalvin Tomlinson, is he still yeah. in San Francisco? Uh,
2: I think it's. Who is it? They have another. It's, is it Lincoln Tomlinson? Yeah, Lincoln, that's who I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, Lincoln Tomlinson, Alex Mack, Brunskill is at right guard. And then you have Jalen Moore at right tackle. So. McGarrett, uh, not McGlinchy. McGlinchey. McGarrett's the Michigan basketball player. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Michigan. I was going <Garrett>. for- <laughs> You
2: oh, said wow, it right, Tackle. That's a, that's a throwback for
1: <laughs> you right there. Michigan. Yeah, He's nasty at Michigan. He's a big. <laughs> he got by <laughs> Thunder.
2: Did not pan out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think this, the that matchup's going to be great. Um, I think the 49ers have a lot to throw at this defense mm-hmm. and like I don't know the Cowboys love to be aggressive and I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that you're you can do that mm-hmm. I got Shanahan in the offense with mm-hmm. like what they throw at you with Debo and Kittle and all the screens that they run yep. like you're not going to be able to do that
0: yeah big even big. just even just the yeah. run game too it was so apparent in the, the game against the Rams they were down how many, many points it was. They were still running the freaking ball at mm-hmm. will. That's what a Shanahan offense does. It runs the ball no matter who's back does there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> that's it? a whole other conversation, yeah. Serge. I was going to say it's Dan Quinn versus Shanahan, that yeah, whole entire yeah, thing. That's
2: what I'm thinking in my head
0: right now. <laughs> That'll be fun to watch. Maybe then. Dan Quinn has the upper hand on that. How many times do you think they're going to pop up the 28 to 3 and oh be
2: like, oh, my God? That's why I'm going to watch it on Nickelodeon
0: because they're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> it's whoever is back there. They should. They will. And they can run the ball under a Shanahan offense. No matter who's back there running back, you have freaking Jamichael Hasty. You have Elijah Mitchell. You have Trey Sermon, who hasn't played basically the entire season. You have yeah,
1: that's, Matt. That's Matt the biggest up in fantasy. I said that he was going to be a stud.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't know what's been up with it, dude. I don't know if it's character issues, whatever it is, has not panned out. But years before that, you had. Of course, Matt Breida, who got who got cut, traded all that stuff. You had the running back. I'm going blank on his name too. That, Moster. yeah, Moster, yeah, who just so well. It's just like any time a Shanahan offense is. That running back is going to do well, and they can do it no matter what time of game because they will get yards and they will be have the opportunity to score the ball with that offensive system. It's unbelievable. Use check and get carries too. It doesn't matter. You can go up for a pass. They'll let them have it too. It's it's going to be a hell of a game. It's I think the best think game we, of the weekend, like you said. a
1: running back too. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, I honestly like this is a tough one to pick. I'm probably going to lean if Dallas's offense can like look anything like their offense. Mm-hmm. Like think they're they'll win. But I think this is the most even matchup. This and then the Pat's Bills game. I'd say this is even, even more even than Pat's Bills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think I, that
2: Michael Gallup injury is gonna be huge.
1: Yeah. For yeah, sure. I really yeah. like Seth Wilson though. Yeah, he's played really That's well. I think that do the stud. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he makes big plays.
0: Yep. Yeah. Every anytime he's there needs to be a catch, it's always him for whatever reason. It's crazy.
1: It's not <laughs> C D for some reason. Yeah. CD. <laughs> like they're always looking his direction yep. on third downs. What are his, I feel like his, like, even like his stats probably like aren't even amazing. Yeah. But oh, uh, had Oh, oh, that's for career. He had 600 yards, 45 receptions for 600 yards this year as the fourth option. Just
0: mm-hmm. feels like they were always clutched though. Like you, like, it's just like every time they needed a third down conversion, it was. It was Wilson that got that or a big play to get the first down. Even if it wasn't third down, it was him and may not have the stats, but man, he, he, he proved to be out there this year. And like you said, sir, CD hasn't been that guy for whatever reason, as talented as he was coming out of Oklahoma. I don't know. Amari Cooper is a stud, but can't, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from that offense. And Zeke is Zeke. Tony Pollard has shown some decent promise over this past season. He's done really well this season. Give him a little bit more of the load on the, for the carrying and getting the, getting the ball out of the backfield, too. Um, so it'll be, like you said, I think the best game of the week by far. Most even One of the most even matchups, but definitely I think the best game of the week, the weekend. Yeah. Last game that we have for the playoffs, first week of the, was it called Super Wildcard Weekend? Is that what they call it now? Wild because they have the Oh, Yeah. Yeah. So Wildcard Weekend, Super Wildcard Weekend, the Cardinals at the Rams on Monday night, 8-15. What do we think about this one, Serge? You excited about this one or what? Um. Senior
2: board, Matt Stafford. Really.
1: <laughs> I agree. <on> that.
2: <laughs> Matthew Stafford is what own oh, this, this is the second pop game in his career. Yep. I think so. Yeah. He's on one. He hasn't been looking great. He's struggling hard. Um, It would be a shame for the Rams to go all in like they have and not win. So I'm going to say they're going to win the game. I don't think they're going to win in convincing fashion. I think the Cardinals are going to fight, but I do think the Rams are going to win the game. I just think that the Rams have too many, too many options with Cooper Cup and Cam Makers is back. Although I do think he, I think I do think he rushed. He, this is ridiculous. He should not be playing in football. He should not uh, be playing in football. He's jeopardizing. Um, yeah. yeah, insane. Um, with the Cam Makers, Sonny Michelle looks like he's turned back the clock. Uh, yeah, we're fine. Tyler Higby, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Daryl Henderson is still out. Right, he's not coming back. Police. He was. Uh... Right. He's
0: placed on IR, right, before the end of the season. So I knocked him out oh. for at least the regular season. I don't think the rest of the playoffs, I think he can still come back. Mm-hmm. So, but not for but yeah, they got some,
2: yeah, they got some pieces on offense. And, you know, those boys on defense with Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald and Ron Miller. And mm-hmm. I think Joseph Sebastian Day mm-hmm. is not – I don't think he's playing. But um, still, they've got some guys. They've got some, guys, got yep. some studs. Jalen sure. Ramsey. And yeah, I forgot about Jalen Ramsey. Yep. So Rapp. yeah, they they're they're pretty they're pretty stacked. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the with DeAndre Hopkins being now, I just don't think the Cardinal's are gonna be able to put up enough points mm-hmm. to match with the Rams could potentially put up.
1: Yep. Yeah, I think that's the big thing is like the no Hopkins in the offense has been noticeably like different. Like just the attention he gets is now just like put onto a bunch of like number like. Two, three receivers mm-hmm. Christian Kirk and AJ Green and Rondale Moore. Like, all right, but they got the two healthy running backs now. Yeah, that is in um, Connor. I don't know. This game does not excite me. Both of these teams have like sputtered to the finish. So. Yeah. not impressive. Sergeant, you nailed know, that it would be a shame if the, the Rams lost with. Mm-hmm. They, like, have like no draft picks, like forever. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think it'll be close. I think the Rams will win, but I think both teams won't look awesome, and they'll probably get rolled over by like the Bucks or the Packers next mm-hmm. round. Yep. Agree. There's no life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I
0: think. That'll happen too. Yeah. I think that they just have the one and done. Whoever wins this game is going to be done next week. Unless the Rams all of a sudden turn into that team that everybody thought halfway through the season that they were the Super Bowl favorites. Unless that somehow happens, I yeah, Serge shaking his head. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I will
1: say I do think like right. I think the Rams before the Niners lost did win you know a good chunk of games in a row and mm-hmm. stuff without Odell was working, but Again, kind of like similar to how I was, was, I'm feeling with the Chiefs. Like, yeah, you're you're winning some games, but it just feels not great.
2: Mm -hmm. They're they're not peaking.
1: Yeah, exactly. It it feels like everything's forced, almost like you're like lucky to score, but you just happen to do it a ton. (laughs) Like it's a struggle. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yep. nice wind down to the week.
0: Yep. 100%. So all of those games, all six of those games are this upcoming weekend. We ran through every one of them. And that's it. We are about two and a half hours of of this podcast, (laughs) I think, now. (laughs) Definitely by far the longest one. But guess what? It's the end of the NFL season going into the playoffs. We have Joe on as a special guest. We wanted to make this a long one because we knew we were going to be talking about what did I say at the beginning of this episode? If you aren't into football, it probably isn't the episode for you. We are happy. We are fired up for football this upcoming weekend. It is the playoffs, man. It is the best time of the year. I've said that like seven different times, seven different weeks. I am saying like, it's the best time of the year. God, I just love football. Like, I don't know how what else to say about it. It's just such, it's it's the best. And playoffs are even better, especially when the Patriots are in it this year. So shout out to Joe Ski for coming this weekend, coming onto the podcast. We appreciate you, Joe. You guys have anything to follow up on? Anything we want to finish off with before we end this podcast tonight?
1: No, man, this was a lot of fun. Like, Let's there's go. almost nothing I like more than just talking about the NFL. Um, so, yeah, this was freaking great. I'm pumped for the weekend. You yeah. pumped to listen to this back, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Serge, you're going to listen back
0: all two and a half hours?
2: Uh, I, Since I don't <laughs> listen to our, you know, 35 minute episodes, I don't know if I'll listen back to the two and a half hour one either. Maybe <laughs> only the first half. But, um, <laughs> I don't think I can take my I can, I don't think I can listen to myself talk for two hours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we I think I think we did a good job splitting it up every now and then, but I'll make sure, like I have the past few weeks, to make sure in the in the comments or in the description of the audio to make sure to split it up to see when we're talking about different things to make sure that people know because it is a long episode. I'm sure people will we'll probably get the least amount of listens that we have ever gotten an episode because okay. of how long it is. Not because of you, Joe. Don't worry. No, Joe. Joe will bring the visitors. You did
1: but I'm not invited back. I'll understand. <laughs> no, Joe. You did great. You we're going to have
2: you on again, maybe in two weeks, yep. maybe pre Super Bowl. Yep. Open up our for the Super Bowl matchup, yep. Um, but you are you are you are rare air. We've only had one other guest, and it just happened to be Nick's wife.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Gina, <laughs> because,
2: she, because she's in the other room.
1: So, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. I'll come back whenever. Especially like, you think I do anything on a Monday or a Tuesday? Hell no. I'm down to record. So, yeah, this is a this is a blast. It's my first podcast experience. So let's go. Only only up from here.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's go, Joe. Well, we're fired up to have you on. Like Serge sort of just said, we're definitely going to have you on and maybe the next few weeks for the Super Bowl. That definitely is a, a, an awesome episode to have you on. And then for sure in the next few months for the NFL draft, because we are the draft dudes, as we say in our group chat. And yeah, <laughs> we always make sure to talk draft. So we should, make it,
2: we should just make it a segment draft dudes.
0: Drafties. Yeah. Just have right. a a a 20-minute conversation or 15-minute conversation every single every single episode (laughs) do a little mock draft every week that'd be hilarious so thank you once again joe serge pleasure to have you as always joe ski a pleasure to have you on the podcast this week man perfect timing podcast episode 12. we out